Trent Leishan is the founder and CEO of Australia's number one sales training company, Boom Sales. Sales expert, fast growth specialist, and author of two business titles, Outlaw and The Naked Salesman. The Not For The Average podcast exposes the secrets to extraordinary performances in sales, entrepreneurship, and business growth. Warning, this show is not for the average. Welcome to the Not For The Average podcast. I'm your host, Trent Leishan. Today, we are very fortunate to be joined by Maury Morgan on the streets of Beijing. And he's going to give us a bit of an insight into what's been happening in China and what are the lessons and what are the things that we can learn. Um, Maury is known as a wise cracking entrepreneur. He's an author of Selling Big to China. He's also the co-founder or founder, he'll correct me, of the School of Hard Knock Knocks. Maury, welcome. G'day, how are you? I'm very well, g'day. G'day, Maury. How are the streets of Beijing at the moment, Maury? And how are you, most importantly, to start with? I'm, I'm perfectly fine, although every time I sneeze, I, uh, I look around. <laughs> to see if there's any police, um, just in case. But, uh, you know, because the air is quite polluted in Beijing today. Uh, I, I, how are the streets of Beijing? Here is a street behind me. Uh, that's, this is in the area called Haidian, which is the high-tech part of the, the Silicon Valley of Beijing, as they would say. Uh, the air is 250 PMI. On an AQI index, it ranks as very unhealthy so how, how am i i'm fine how's beijing back to its normal polluted self which okay, is probably a good thing getting back to normality which is polluted hey maury one thing that often yeah. doesn't come up in your profile is the fact that you have a microbiology degree and you were in the armed yes. forces in your earlier career so what did you actually do just to give you a bit us a bit of context uh yes i studied microbiology uh, in fact i did a, a major in microbiology pharmacology and toxicology all three things that I don't use anymore. But uh, after that degree, I moved on to Monash Medical Centre, one of Australia's best hospitals uh, over in Melbourne. Uh, and then I also uh, in the, was in the medical corps. So I joined the medical corps because I was a, a microbiologist at the time. And I was in the uh, Defence Force, the Australian Defence Force ADF, uh, as a reservist, which most medically trained people are. Um, they're not full-time, most of them. And uh, I worked as and became a, a preventive medicine technician. So I, yeah, I was involved on the ground and training in all things, not, not necessarily viruses, they're not a big issue, but bacteria, uh, protozoa, which is of course malaria, uh, fogging, uh, making sure water was, was clean for drinking, that kind, of, that kind of stuff. That's no doubt coming in handy at the moment, I'd imagine. Well, it, 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 you know, it, I'm, I'm aware of what a virus is in detail. Uh, you know, I know the differences between a protozoa, a bacteria, a virus. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with how they're spread. So in terms of uh, the unknown, uh, there's, I have less unknowns. And I think unknown is what people, is, creates anxiety. When we don't know, we, we kind of fill those gaps up and that, that makes us all nervous. So I don't have that, which is good. That's good to hear. And you have a very steady hand and calm, voice at the moment one of your posts on facebook well what is viral what it got shared a lot thousands and thousands of shares on facebook and it was a fantastic post it seemed to resonate with a lot of people just wanting to cling on to something positive and to get a sense of what's actually happened in china and what we can expect and that's the point of today's podcast is to give people a bit of an insight into what's to come 
And I know you're not going to give anyone advice, but we'd like to know what, what's been working. And if we look into the crystal ball, so to speak, our, our leaders here in Australia, our politicians have had the benefit of looking into that into the future somewhat to, to learn what's happening yep. in other regions like Italy and, and, and uh, China. And it looks to me like there has been a sense of calm restored to China. So help, you know. Mm, definitely. Can you just take it back a little bit to sort of where you think we are now compared to where you were a couple of months ago? Well, if I do it, if we map it over in terms of what I experienced. So on March, sorry, on January the 30th, I was in the city of Chongqing and the announcement in China had just been that it is locked down. My wife, my son and I were on holiday, uh, but we're in a hotel which had no one else there. That is basically where we are today in Australia. We have, I think, what is it, two days now or three days of official lockdown, uh, even including uh, Bondi Beach. <laughs> I saw those, those pictures of those fools. But uh, uh, that's where we are today. Now, at the time, I didn't, you know, it was lockdown. We could move around within reason. We did take a, uh, we took a flight, actually. We took a flight, all flights at that time needed to wear these masks. And I think that's the case now also for Australia and, and any other flights that are allowed to in and out. Um, and there was a lot of, at that time, sort of early uh, February, around February the 3rd, that was the beginning of school. So February 3rd, schools were also announced that they would be closed. So, and I believe that's exactly what's happened this week as well in Australia. Yes, so in terms of, yeah, in terms of a time frame, I can say, we are, uh, in terms of what has happened and the way that, that society at this point is dealing, it is very similar to around early February, February 3rd, February 4th. Uh, and I documented all of those days. So if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see videos of me explaining, okay, the schools are now locked up and these restaurants, every single restaurant is is closed. And I haven't had a haircut for three months. <laughs> my hair is getting... Uh, a bit unruly. So looks good, yeah, Mars. Looks that's good. That's where we are. Just for everybody to. Uh, it is. Yes. Uh, wise cracking entrepreneur. Wise cracking entrepreneur is the uh, Facebook page. So it's a public page. I just for people who don't know me personally can see all those videos. Uh, I think we're up to. I've done 19, and I'm putting up a 20th one today, talking about some of the fake news and rumours that I get messaged every few days. People asking me, they're sending a video and they're saying, is this real? Is, do you think this is in China? And I'm, I'm quick to dispel them. I say, look, there's a number of reasons why this can, cannot be China. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? I sent you one the other night, actually, with a friend of mine that was freaking out. And uh, you, put, uh, you put those yes. to bed pretty quickly. Um, but that is right. Something you mentioned earlier, Mari, was fear of the unknown. It's, it's crippling. The fight or flight mechanism is always activated, you know, is, is sort of circulating here is, is just confusion and people really not knowing, you know, what to expect. You talked about the doomsdays in your, in your video a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago. So this yep. seems to be the sky is yep. falling for some. The panic merchants yep. love to get on their bikes and start riding around town. Then you have the, I guess, the ostriches. The people that just, you know, mm. refuse to deny that there's any issues and they want to go on. They don't want it to impact their life, how they do things. They certainly don't want it to impact their bank balance. So there's sort of this, this weird cross-section of people that are dealing with it in their own ways. How should we be dealing with it? Yep. We know we need to stay calm in any crisis. So there needs to be a level of normality. What, yep. what, what did you learn through going through almost the whole process yourself? What were some of the things that you learned 
yeah. about human behaviour and about yourself. Well, definitely denial. I, I was uh, watching everything close around me here in China and, and uh, at the time through the School of Hard Knock Knocks stand-up comedy uh, school and organisation, I was uh, also watching the Adelaide Fringe Festival go on thinking, God, I hope this can they can finish. And they did, thank God literally closed the door, turned the lights off on all humour uh, in Australia for 2020. Wow. Uh, and then, of course, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival was coming up and I was just thinking, oh, my God, if, if you know, please don't shut down the Formula One, shut down the Formula One, that's going to be the, the tipping point, that's going to be the first domino. Of course, that's what happened. And, yeah. uh, that, and I had a lot vested in the Melbourne Comedy Festival, so I was in denial. I was like, oh, no, no, it's, it's okay, it's okay. There's only, I think at that point, there was five deaths and they were all um, uh, quite elderly. Now, eight, eight, is it? Yes, that's right. So, you know, I sound callous by, by saying they're only, uh, you know, in their 70s and 80s and 90s. But anyway, I was definitely in denial. So I, I don't blame anyone for, for being like that. It's mm. an invisible enemy that we can't see. And, and you know, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's a war that we're all involved with and it's really hard to, to blame something that we cannot see and we just have to assume that it's there and we have to believe the managers um, and, and the leaders of, uh, of Australia and of course medical experts that what they're saying is 100% accurate. Yeah. Well, you, you have to in a way trust they know what they're doing. But what's interesting here, Miles, I know that we, we love yeah. to bash our politicians, can't we? We love to uh, to laugh at them, how they, they carry on in, in, you know, at caucus and you know, the childlike antics they carry on with in terms of debating and they make promises they can't keep and never held accountable. Yep. And then when times of crisis hit, we go to them for leadership. And uh, the reality is, are they the best people to be making the right decisions? Can they be trusted to make the right decisions? And what, you know, are they elite decision makers? Because in Australia, it seems like we've been very slow to act for obvious reasons, the balance of health and the economy. Yep. As you've been watching it unfold from China, are you looking at it thinking, hang on a sec, these guys are not getting it. Um, they should be acting. Haven't they seen what's been happening here? Like, what, how have you been observing it from afar, from your end? Oh, look, I, I'm no expert on, on uh, municipal health processes <laughs> and policy at all. Um, you know, 2020 hindsight is, is going to be crucial in this. We'll, we will be, when everything's back to normal, uh, and I think in a few months it will be back to normal. Uh, there will Two be months, sorry. Some navel-gazing. Two months? Two months, Not yeah. Um, look, China is, Beijing is back to normal. When I say back to normal, what do I mean? I mean, I know the restaurants are closed, the schools are closed. Um, the re half the restaurants here are open again. Uh, People have returned to work. The building behind me, uh, you may see in the distance there, uh, that's TikTok. That's the headquarters for TikTok. Get back to work now. Um, so, yeah, two, anyway, so two months definitely, I think, will be back to normal. Will we, of course, it's going to affect already affected the AFL, rugby. Uh, it's affected festivals like the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Sydney Comedy Festival. Um, so it won't be normal as we know. Twenty twenty, we, we will be meeting each other. Well, we'll be we'll be catching up with friends again. We'll be we'll be having a beer. Uh, we'll just be washing our hands more. Uh, when we're sick, we'll stay home. Um, you know, uh, our boss will take us more seriously when we have a cold instead of saying "Don't be a pussy and come to work." You know, there's going to be new normals that are positive as well. 
we're going to have a healthier culture, that's for sure. And I tell you, right now there's a street sweeper going past, uh, past here, that's the noise. Beijing has, has become, the roads have been incredibly clean because um, people aren't on the street throwing rubbish on the ground and the street sweepers are still doing their job. So there's another positive to see. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Hey, in the next one, I want to talk about the hidden gems. The hidden gems of the hmm. coronavirus chaos. What, what are the positives that are coming out that are, are not necessarily um, obvious? And I think there's, there's, a, there's a number of them that I've already identified with. Um, cleaner streets would be one in Beijing. Looks more like Tokyo. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Hey, um, so my, I guess uh, what is the point of today is we're looking into the future. You know, we're seeing an Aussie over yes. there who is relatively level-headed and informed, and he's telling us that, hey, it's, um, the sky isn't falling, but we have to take measures and we're doing those. And if we take the right measures, we will get back to normality pretty quickly. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. And, and to prove that, there's three ladies walking up behind me in the background there, wearing masks, but they're pretty much shoulder to shoulder. They're not 1.5 metres apart from one another. That's what China looks like uh, two months later. Yeah, gotcha. And that is, uh, that is good to know because it is a little bit of a text uh, over there. What, how has it impacted business? Like, think, think about, you know, the small business category in Australia is the biggest. 80% of businesses in Australia are small business. There's lots of um, sole traders. The bigger businesses are obviously going yeah. through cost, massive cost-cutting exercises at the moment. You know, your airlines and your, your larger organisations are really uh, yeah. pruning the rose bush, so to speak. So how, has, how have yeah. businesses coped when, you know, Essentially, the society goes into lockdown. Well, I can only talk in regards to China and Chinese China. culture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously, China, you know, every, every year in China, the, life's, the life of a, China, a typical Chinese person gets better. So if they, they don't have that, that rosy picture that our parents or even we have of the past. Oh, weren't the, weren't the 80s wonderful? Oh, the 90s were wonderful, you know. Today's not as good as it used to be. For Chinese, it's the opposite. They, they look back on the past and they go, my God, it's much better now than it was in the past. Now, of course, there is pollution in the air here, uh, but people earn more money. They've got access now. I mean, I've been in China since 2001. And when I first came, people were only, only then, 2001, uh, getting access to own their own property. Uh, prior to that, of course, being a communist country, property was owned by the state. Uh, early 2000s, a lot of the retail products that we in Australia and the rest of the world take advantage of, whether it be clothing, the sunglasses, uh, even a, you know a really expensive haircut, uh, they weren't available to the domestic market, even though in many cases they were produced in China. And it wasn't until the late, uh, the mid to late 2000s that, and because of the global financial crisis, I should add, so crisis does create opportunity. But the Chinese government said, you know, we're exporting all this to, for example, the States. And one American represents around at that time 36 Chinese in terms of their spending ability, right? So uh, one American buys as much at that time as 36 Chinese would buy in terms of product uh, adding to the GDP. Um, we're now going to, this is the Chinese government said, we're now going to allow the domestic markets of uh, version and we're going to sell internally and we're going to allow brands to sell to our domestic market and boom that's when we saw the massive growth of china so going back to your question australia we don't 
have, uh, we, you know, we're not in the same position. Chinese will adapt better because they have always experienced a better life each month. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, whereas Australians were very complacent. Uh, when the when they change the footy jumpers in the AFL for a commemorative match, people freak out, right? Little things like that uh, can worry an Australian. But for the Chinese, change is normal. Change is absolutely fine. Now, uh, just I'm walking past an example of that. These bicycles, of course, Australia uh, had those horrible yellow bikes with the Odo bikes or Odo Odo bikes. Anyway they got thrown up trees and thrown into lakes and put into the Yarra River. Well, in China, these, these uh, are only probably five years or less than five years old and they've just taken the, all the cities by storm. They love change, they love adapting, and now there's a completely new market. So back to the oh, point is opportunity. And um, that's what Australia needs to be looking for opportunity they have they have to do something differently they they have to get out of that complacent mindset they're going to i've got a friend who's a dj he now does a cooking show on youtube because he's he's a, apparently he's a fantastic cook all his friends have been saying for years mate you you cook an amazing amazing meals so now he's making videos could become a, a new venture for him i want to look for those hidden gems Mario, yeah. in the next episode i want to think that hearing from people like yourself on the ground and places like China, Italy would be different, no doubt. You know, you're talking about the Chinese culture being more adaptive. Uh, we do generally look at our history as more glowing. You know, we refer to the good old days and how it used to be better. Whereas China, from what you're saying, is see it differently. They see the future as they have an optimistic view of the future. Um, you are right. We are complacent. And I think in Australia in particular, these challenging times will be an opportunity, hashtag opportunity, to really rethink how we do things, what we do, how we do it, and what's important to us. So that is that in itself will be something we'll talk about next week. But it looks like uh, it looks like you're in relatively good health, Murray. You've survived the uh, Corona crisis. You've actually you're a survivor. You're a survivor. That's, that's good thing. It is good to hear positive stories. The media are spooking a lot of doom and gloom. Uh, I think that's necessary as well to a point, uh, but it does create confusion and it does amplify fear. And I think when that happens, people are irrational. And we do need to spread yeah, more, more positivity, which which I love. I love what you're doing on your Facebook page. And I, I guess if people want to find more about you, Mori, and hear more about what you're up to in Beijing, can you just give us that link again? Uh, well, I believe, because I only just created it recently because of the, the virality of my original video. It's on Facebook, just do a search, either for Maury Morgan, that's easy, M-O-R-R-Y Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, or Wisecracking Entrepreneur. I think that's the, the suffix after Facebook. Yeah. Very good. Hey, you're still smiling. Give us a look at the um, street there, Moz, where you are. Give us a bit of a look at your environment. Because I know you mentioned TikTok. Mm, okay. Where was that? Because that's gone nuts, TikTok. It really has. Uh, the kids just love it. TikTok buildings, um, I've just walked past, it's probably about 300 metres away now. I've just been yeah. walking as, uh, as we've been talking. Uh, but actually, what I will show you, though, this is an intersection, uh, closest intersection here. This big grey box, if you can see that, that's one. And then there's another grey box uh, over there. I'm assuming I'm pointing at it over there. That's actually new subway stations. So Beijing, uh, like Shanghai and all other Chinese cities, 
has incredible infrastructure for subways and uh, uh, yeah, there's, I don't know, there's 20 or so subways, a lot of infrastructure, a lot of being Beijing more livable uh, for its residents. Um, yes, but TikTok is around the corner. They are called uh, Dance Byte. It's actually the name, uh, the Chinese name for TikTok is Douyin. Uh, what we use as TikTok, you know, what our kids use as, uh, for TikTok is a, a very ver a smaller version of what Douyin is. Douyin uh, is really uh, very similar to um, uh, to YouTube, actually. Whereas we, I think uh, TikTok only provides very short snippets like vines, as they used to call them. Uh, Douyin, the Chinese version, is more like a YouTube and you can watch uh, hours of content on it uh, streaming rather than just 15 seconds. So are you yeah, TikTok? Different, different product here. Do you TikTok? I'm not. I don't know. Are mm. you a TikTok? I'm not. I'm one TikTok step ahead of you, Maury. I'm already on TikTok. Um, my kids think it's creepy me being on there. I think you've got to understand it. You've got to be on it. And yeah, I think it's just been a phenomenon really. But um, it's interesting. TikTok headquarters in Beijing, just around the corner there. Hey, Maury, yeah. really appreciate you taking yep. the time out to shed a little bit of light on what's been happening, giving us a little bit of positivity or actually quite a lot of positivity and some context, which I think is really important at the moment as we try and navigate our way through pretty pretty stormy seas at the moment. It's great to see what the other yep. side could potentially look like. And I will check in you, my, with you, my friend, next week, and we'll do another episode. Awesome. Thanks, well, Maury. I'm going to go to the cake shop now because that's open. Sorry to rub it in, Australia, but uh, yeah, this is apparently an essential an essential uh, uh, service here in Beijing. Okay. Well, don't go sneezing. Don't go sneezing on the cakes, Maury. Enjoy. I'm going in. See you. See you, boss. Thank you. That has been Not For The Average. I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll check in with Maury next week. Uh, he's in there buying cakes. Um, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Apple uh, Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. So I look forward to catching up with you next week. I hope that's been helpful. And remember, you are important. See you, Maury. Trent is the Managing Director of Boom Sales, Australia's number one sales training and development company. If you'd like to accelerate your sales growth and profitability, go to boomsales.com.au.